What's going on everybody? Mark here with the Science of Fishing. I'm here with Jonathan from Deep Apnea and we're gonna talk all things free diving, spear fishing, and everything that you need to do to be able to get a good pair of these fins. You've landed on CCO's The Science of Fishing, where passion meets precision. Hold on tight as we dive in. But before we do, we would like to thank Sea Mule and Black Reef Co. for sponsoring this episode. What's going on, Jonathan? How you doing today? Good, man. How are you? Thanks for the opportunity and having me here. Really appreciate that. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, Deep Apnea, it's such a cool name. Your fins look amazing, man. You know, I know you just took over the company a few years ago, right? So About two years ago, to be exact. Okay. So, how did you come to acquire this? What, what was the story behind that between you now being the face of Deep Apnea? Wow. Long story short, uh, I used to work at a dive shop where I used to sell tons of gear and you know one of my biggest necessities on the water is a nice set of fins trying out all the other different ones on the market and everything i always fell in love with deep apnea and saw you know i always came back around to deep apnea deep apnea and i made a good relationship with the prior owner and everything and one day i called him up for a new set of fins and he tells me we're closed no more deep apnea i was like no way man so you know obviously with the good relationship i had with him you know i kept touching base with him see if he would sell me the company and i finally got him to to sell it to me about three months into conversations with him and ever since that you know it's been a bunch of trial and error pumping out getting back into all the dive shops you know and picking back up into the industry it's been a it's been a roller coaster that's for sure <laughs> i'm sure man i'm sure i mean these deep apnea has been along around for how long about almost 13 years now wow yeah so you guys have really solidified your foot in the space and then it almost went away almost is, dude, almost but couldn't let God that for happen you, man. couldn't let that happen <laughs> yeah so how did you come to meet the owner of deep apnea yeah I, you were telling me a little bit earlier about you know you were working at austin's but yep working at austin's used to come in all the time to deliver orders and we just made a good relationship there. I used to pump out, you know, all types of gear tremendously. It was one of my dream hobbies all the time. So working closely with him, that's how we made a good relationship, started diving together, you know, keeping a one-on-one -on -one relationship. And that's the, was the easiest way to come about it. That's awesome, dude. Appreciate it. So let's talk a little bit about the fins that we have on the table here, right? So you have so many different kinds, right? How many different lines do you have now? So right now we have five blades, five different blades that we have on the market and we just finished releasing our sixth, one, sixth blade. Well, we're actually in the process of releasing it. Okay. So you'd be one of the first to see it. Absolutely. Let's see it, man. Where's it at? Let's grab that over. There we go. You bad boy. That's cool, man. This thing's sweet. So what's different about this one than the other ones? I mean, I can see the carbon's a the lot The carbon thicker, weaving right? is different. Yeah, the carbon yeah. Weaving, weaving is definitely different. The way that it's laminated is different as well. Um, it's a way improvement, a way bigger improvement on the materials that are used in, in this fin. You know, it's high quality aerospace T700 carbon in order to reach the maximum potential and endurance of the fin, dude. So yeah, definitely a step up from all our other fins, obviously little more pricey but definitely one worth getting that's absolutely awesome man this thing looks sweet i know you guys have always been one of the top you know manufacturers of these fins can you tell us a little bit about the manufacturing process i know everything's made here right everything is made from scratch in-house you know we don't 
import anything from overseas. All our, all the materials that all the materials and components that go into building these fins are all from the U.S. Nothing comes from overseas. You know whether it's our resin, it's made specifically for us by chemists in Fort Lauderdale. Our rails are designed specifically for us, actually right around the corner in Medley. Um, our carbon comes imported from Ohio. Nothing. Every everything is just you know from scratch, in house, hand laminated, very rustic me um, measures towards processing these fins. Yeah. We don't use any fancy technology or anything like that. <laughs> So can you walk us through kind of like a, a rough sketch of what the manufacturing process is? So we have laser edged stainless molds where each layer of carbon gets laid over it and laminated with resin one by one. Um, for example, the blue ones, the quadraxles, which are our flagship fin, that medium stiffness blade right there contains about eight to nine layers of carbon inside. Each layer is hand laminated one by one and then it gets sealed in the mold and mold and pressed in a 20 ton hydraulic press wow sits there for a few hours until it's ready and cured and then it's cut out no cnc or anything hand cut edged and sanded down wow man and you're doing all this out of kendall right out of right kendall, here in miami. kendall miami florida that's awesome man that's great so for the people that are kind of getting into diving what's the difference you know between this type of fin where it has the, it's a little bit coming out of the rails versus a fin that comes in like this beveled. So for a diver who's typically going to be diving shallow water, you know, more banging up against the rocks and stuff, they're, they're always going to want a little more protection, which is comes with having the rails extended all the way to the very end. That's going to protect the carbon a lot. It's going to make sure there's no chipping or any, you know, bumps or cracks on the blade. Um, aside from that, you know, our typical free divers, they're always going to want a fin that portrays the water a lot better and a lot smoother through the surface of the fin. Right. So that's where this the different style cutouts come into play. So the spear fisherman isn't going to get a fin like this that comes out because they're going to be down there with the Exactly. Coral and... You know, a, a deeper diver might, but someone who's shallow water diving is going to want something with a little more protection in the front. I that's for you. a fact. That's awesome, man. So for someone diving and starting out diving to particularly spear fishing, we're on the science of fishing. Which fin of yours do you recommend? I see there's three different ones here. Well, we have here our biaxles, which are our entry-level carbon fin. It contains, you know, 100% carbon fiber, just with a little more economical version in order to apply it to a wider application of people. You know, someone who wants to start out wants to see how how they like the the sport and you know don't want to spend the money on getting a quadrax or an elite or something like that. That's a great entry-level carbon fin. Sure. Um, then they have to think about the application as well. Are they going to be shallow water diving? Do they want to do blue water? Are they going to be a little bit deeper dives? That's going to alter a lot in your in your choosing and you know your decision on what fin to use. But definitely a biax would be a great entry level carbon fin. I gotcha. So for someone that's a little bit more experienced but they need help, can they come to you? Of course, without a doubt. You know we're open to the public 24/7. They can come directly to me or any local dive shop. Would be more than glad to answer any questions for anybody. That's great to hear, man. So. A little bit, you know, more about the Deep Apnea brand and you in particular. Are you a spear fisherman yourself? I am a spear fisherman myself. Been okay. doing this for as long as I can remember. <laughs> and you obviously rock your fins, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> That's sweet, man. So how deep can you dive? Well, deepest, deepest I've ever shot a fish at was about 105 last year. Wow. And that's just free diving. Free diving. Just strict free diving. How was that? What'd you shoot, man? Shot a black grouper in 105. How big was it? 25 pounds. Wow, dude. That must have been 
wrestling match to get it up oh yeah that's and that's where our fins come into play the way our fins are designed you know they're they're specifically made to be able to fight fish off the bottom without a problem you know they're designed to bring you back up to the surface safely without any issues that's awesome dude so when you're down there what's going through your mind when you shot that fish it's a whole other world dude yeah you're in a completely other world, just distracted completely. You're focused on your prey, just making sure that you get a nice clean shot on them and then making sure you do everything right to be able to get back up safely. Safety is the most important factor in anything, in spearfishing, freediving, whatever you're doing. Right. Where was this? Was this down in Miami? Key Largo. Or? Key Largo. In Key Largo. Okay. That's cool. And were you diving a wreck or what were you diving? No, just diving an edge. Nice okay. drop off. So there was just, he was just hanging out. Yeah, there. just hanging out. Hanging out crystal clear waters, days like anyone dreams of. That's pretty sweet, man. So when you come to make these fins, what goes into it? How do you make sure that you're being the most, you know, the best for the environment? How you're making sure that these fins are top quality, top notch for everybody while also maintaining, you know, ethical standards and everything? You know, so a lot of study goes behind making each one of these fins. You know, we research a lot into what products are going to be the most successful for us, what products can give us any rejection. Um, The way that we design these products and laminate them, that all goes into play on making an efficient and well-designed product to accommodate for all the spear fishermen or free divers in the the industry. You know, we, we focus a lot on making a durable fin and durability is key performance is key in any of these fins and most important thing that we do is we don't have any fancy fancy machinery or robots testing out our fins we put them you know through the brutal wear and tear of commercial divers putting them four or five days a week on the water and making sure that they take the wear and tear needed in order to see how durable this fin is going to come out to then that's of course before any really any release into the market sure so they're they're tested and tried and trued with the commercial guys too, uh, huh? Yeah, every most of the commercial spear fishermen in the Florida Keys, they all rock deep apneas, and we're extremely proud of it. And you know, we're happy to support them as well. They do this for a living on a daily basis, so yeah. this is crucial to them. So you're always getting fins to get serviced. Oh and yes, chips and stuff. Rails and repaired, whatever yeah. you name it. <laughs> That's great, man. So. You also have some other notable people outside of the commercial industry that's rocking these, right? You just sponsored Team USA, right? Women's Team USA. We yeah. just sponsored them. Now they're actually headed towards Spain. Yeah. Hopefully they take that win. You know, we don't see why not. They got a great team of divers yeah. and we don't see another reason for them not to come back with number one. <laughs> yeah, man. Hopefully this when this podcast airs, they would have come back already. And hopefully, number- <laughs> hopefully. Fingers crossed for you guys. Yeah. Joe Fernandez, shout out to you, man. Yep. For sure. Thanks, Joe. Absolutely. So let's talk about you a little bit, right? How did you get into the whole spearfishing scene? How did you get into free diving? And what makes you so passionate about this type of, you know, fishing? It's way different. It's not traditional rod and reel. This is hunting. You're sitting there. You're stalking. You get to hunt and stalk your own prey. (laughs) Yeah. It's not wait till a fish comes and bites the lure. And, you know, right. I'm a, I'm a rod and reel fisherman myself as well. Yeah. But definitely spearfishing was what caught my attention, dude. Um, you know, my family's been doing this all their lives. My dad especially, he's done this for a living most of his life. Really? Um, you know, he put me in contact with the right people to teach me the best ways and the safest ways possible. And that's what drove me towards this. You know, owning deep apnea was not... An investment for me it was more of a dream come true it was more of a right. accomplishing another goal in my life and i 
extremely happy with the outcome and can't wait to see what's headed towards us in the future. So it came about because you, you grew up around it. I this grew was... up around it ever since I was born. While my mom had me in her stomach, she was out on a boat rocking with my dad. So Really, man? <laughs> yeah. That's sweet. So is your father a commercial diver? My father's a commercial diver okay. and, and rod and reel fisherman okay. as well. So I'm sure he rocks a deep back. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. In front of me, I have the Flushmaster by Seamule. This little device simplifies the process for flushing your engines. All it takes is three easy steps. Plug the hose into the device, plug the hoses from the device into your motors, and press on. That's all it takes to preserve the longevity of your motors, ensuring 100% clean water is running through them. So if you want to preserve your motors, go to Seamule.com and go pick up a Flushmaster. When you pair a deep apnea fin, what, do you, what kind of foot pockets do you want to look for? What are you really doing when you, when you pair this type of fin to a foot pocket? So the industry has changed a lot when it comes to spearfishing. If you look 10 years back, you know, foot pockets were always very heavy and bulky. It's changed a lot now. Most people want to look for something a lot lighter and more efficient for them on the water. Yeah. Um, these are right in between. These are a set of Salvimar foot pockets, which is traditional, just like the hammerheads and the rifes foot pockets are about the same thing. Yep. Um, aside from that, you know, we our, our fins are designed to mount for Bouchot foot pockets, all, any of these traditional ones, Setma, Leader fin, whatever foot pocket it is, you name it, we're, we're accustomed to mounting for them. And... It's just all about your application. What yeah. what what you want to do with the fin, that's where it's going to take you to choose what foot pocket you want to go with. But most importantly, what's most comfortable for you. That's right. key. So can you kind of explain, you know, you're the expert in, you know, feet. And <laughs> I fins, you know, it. so what people probably don't understand for the new listeners out there, you know, they want to go buy a pair of fins and they want to match it with a foot pocket what is the point of the foot pocket and the fin being separate? You see these scuba fins that are all in one. What is the purpose of this? So the it. purpose of the having a separate foot pocket. So first and foremost, if something were to ever happen to your blade, you're able to replace the blade without having to swap out your foot pocket. Once, let's say you break in your foot pocket, it is extremely comfortable for you, but you want to swap out and upgrade your blade from a plastic blade to a carbon blade or from a carbon blade to a newer carbon blade, whatever the right. case is you're able to do that without having to buy a whole new set of foot pockets. Yeah. You know, you're able to keep the angle that we, that our 28 degree angle that we use is, you know, it makes you more efficient and streamlined on the water. And these individual foot pockets allow you to be able to mount on certain blades like that. Most importantly, they, they want to choose a foot pocket that fits them and it's the most comfortable for them. They got to yeah. think you're going to spend hours swimming. You know, you don't want something that's going to be too tight for you, too loose yeah. for you. It's going to give you blisters, cramp you up. That's extremely important. Are we going to see deep apnea go into the foot pocket realm? Oh, yes, hopefully. Yeah? Oh, little by little. <laughs> what else do you want to do with deep apnea, man? I mean, you guys have the fins. You've pretty much mastered them and you're expanding. You know, is there anything, anything you can tell the public right now? <laughs> we're trying our best, you know, to expand as much as possible. We want to be yeah. able to accommodate, you know, to everyone's desires. Be able to fit all the applications that there are on the water. We eventually yeah. would like to expand a little bit to help out scuba divers as well, provide them with good gear. Um, not knocking any other companies, you know, there's great companies out there providing tons of great gear for them. But you know, we'd definitely like to expand, you know, wetsuits, masks. We've we'd love to have a full lineup. That that's our goal. A whole deep apnea. Uh, a whole lineup. deep apnea lineup. That's, that's gonna be cool. That's our, man. definitely our goal. That's sweet, dude. So, you as a spear fisherman, right? You've tried and tested everything. Is there a place in the world that you 
have speared or want to spear that has really piqued your interest? That, you know, I'd love to be able to dive all around the world. Yeah. Time is definitely difficult. But if I had the opportunity to go somewhere right now, it would most definitely be Fiji. Really? Yeah, dying to go to Fiji, man. What's Just over there, man, for the listeners that, that don't know? Big doggies, big dog tuna, big wahoo. It's yeah. crazy, man. Big pelagics out there. That's that's where we're dying to get out uh, after. You know, I got a good buddy of mine that just came back from a crazy trip over there. And really? It's insane. He killed it? Oh, crushed What did he it. get on over there? 100-plus pound wahoo. You know, you got Whoa. gigantic record-setting dog tuna. It's ridiculous, dude. It's that's a, nuts, a, man. A spear fisherman's dream. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Do yeah. you do a lot of blue water diving yourself? I do, I do, especially here in the Florida Keys. Okay, so you do a lot of the Wahoo dives out oh, of Key yeah. West and all that? Yeah, yeah, we do We do a whole ton of blue water diving, man. What's the biggest fish you shot, man? <laughs> Last year, my personal best was two 70-pounders in one day. Two 70-pounders in one week, actually. Wahoo? Yeah, two 70-pound okay. Wahoo in one week, and then in one day, six of them by myself. Six? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's All right. great. it was an epic day. You uh, gotta tell us both stories, man. So the two seventy pounders. What was what were the, what was the circumstances surrounding that? What were the conditions like? What's going through your head, man? Dream conditions, flat, calm day, not a single cloud in the sky. You know the conditions that every spear fisherman desires when they're on the water. Yeah. Um, the what, first seventy pounder was actually in Marathon. We we're diving off a wreck, and you know, just first thing in the morning look get a one solo solo wahoo come in looked a lot smarter than it actually was put a great holding shot into it and when we put it on the boat it was just way bigger than i imagined and then my <laughs> second 70 pounder was actually in key west um shot about a 30 pounder first and then ha gave that one to my buddy on the boat boom 70 pounder just rolls right up had Whoa. the second gun right there loaded ready to go put a great sh stone shot in it and then shot the 50 pounder that came with it as well Jeez, oh, it was man. a dream day dream day that's incredible yeah yeah wow hopefully this year's as good let's see yeah man so for those listening when's a peak wahoo season when are you getting down in the keys and doing that peak wahoo season i'd say is peak peak you know you get it at the beginning of season which is that november december area and then you get january february you get it whole ton of them rolling in it just depends when they roll in this year but typically those would be your best months to get out there as soon as that water starts to get a little cold and you get yeah. those full moons in get out there they're out there okay that sounds good man i gotta get out there with you bro 100 percent. let's get do down it there, man it's a dream of mine let's to shoot a wahoo it. dude oh, oh it's a dream of many people dude that's <laughs> so amazing what a, what an experience shooting wahoo to me it's one of the most insane fish on the water it's probably exhilarating in that blue oh, water the adrenaline pumps like nothing else yeah it's crazy so blue water diving, you know, it probably freaks out a lot of people. A lot of people. Because you, you can't see the bottom, you can't see anything. And you ever have encounters with sharks out there, blue water oh, diving? Oh, yes, a lot of encounters with sharks. We, yeah. The shark population has definitely increased a lot here in the Florida Keys and Miami. Yeah. And, you know, you just got to always dive more, with a buddy. Are you, you're losing more fish. Oh, yeah, uh, a lot more fish. I think that's something that's, you know, it's kind of taboo to talk about, but... It's I I I'm out there riding real fishing all the time and dude, yeah, then you understand it very well. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, riding real is definitely even affected even more. I mean, you know, a lot of people have different point of views on on the shark population. I have nothing against them. Obviously, they're crucial to our ecosystem. Yeah. But yes, there has definitely been a substantial increase on the shark population, and it's definitely affecting fishermen a whole lot, especially the commercial fishermen. Yeah. So before we get into you know the sharks and all that stuff. For blue water diving, people think about spearfishing, they think they're, they think 
we're going down, we're going to shoot on a wreck, we're going to go spear on, uh, you know, some coral, on a reef. Blue water diving is a little bit different, right? Of course. Can you talk a little bit about how your setup is? Like, you don't just stop the boat in the middle of the ocean and be like, hey, we're going to start diving. No. So for blue water, it depends what you're after. I mean, obviously here in the Florida Keys and stuff, we don't get as much tuna as you would overseas, like Costa Rica, Panama, etc. But here in the Florida Keys, when you're blue water diving, you know, you're mainly either diving towards pelagics like Wahoo, you've got Mahi Mahi, um, different types of jacks and all that stuff. But when it comes to Wahoo, for example, you don't necessarily look for anything in specific, you could say, but you definitely do look for, you know, where nice bait is, especially on the edges, anywhere from like about 80 to 120, that drop off right there is beautiful for Wahoo, especially when all the bait rolls up. Yeah. You know, they, te they are hungry fish. They're always, they're always on the move. So they do come after that bait. Um, over some wrecks as well in the Florida Keys, they definitely swim over those wrecks. When it comes to mahi, you look more for the seaweed patches, hop yeah. into the seaweed patches, chum them with live bait, and you get all those mahi roll up on you, choose your biggest one. That's the art of spearfishing. You get yeah. to select your prey. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So when you're going for the wahoo, though, are you guys chumming the water? Sometimes we chum the water. You know, you have to be careful. It does bring in sharks. Yeah. Um, but we do chum the water. We use flashers, you know live bait sometimes you maybe have somebody on the boat you know with a rod and reel that definitely brings them in a little bit and you know a right. flashy lure or whatever it is but yeah it, it just depends the conditions just have to be right man yeah they, they're the type of fish that you close your eyes there's nothing there you open them boom they're right there and are you fishing around the moons at all yes definitely so. the, definitely the moons do affect it a lot you know yeah. the full moon and the few days after that are typically great you know that can change any minute any day yeah. but typically those moons they definitely pump in those fish is there a time you know that's better morning night you know high tide slack tide i'd peak, say i'd know? say definitely in the morning you know when you have that outgoing tide that affects it a little bit that incoming tide is definitely the best you know yeah. current can't be too strong can't be no current either um late in the afternoon typically you can crush it late in the afternoon yeah. but when that sun's coming out something just brings them in dude yeah definitely wow okay good to know so if you guys are getting out there you know around the full moon you guys gotta link up with the tides and you guys gotta try to time it right and get out there on a flat day timing <laughs> is key definitely flat day yeah flat day went on on, on on a rougher day you're gonna get those wahoo to swim a little bit lower in the wa in the water column making them harder to see visibility has to be clear as well if not right. very difficult to see them all the conditions have to line yeah up. conditions have to line up if not it makes it a very difficult fish and i guess that's why it's one of the most sought after fish for yeah. for spear fishermen for sure man so going back to the shark thing you know and not talking about them in a poor way but kind of in a good way have you ever shot cobia off any bull sharks of or anything course like that? <laughs> that's definitely a crazy experience can you, you know? tell us a little bit about that man up in jupiter you get a lot of cobia cobia diving off the bull sharks yeah. and that's definitely an experience you know it is makes it your just one shark or no is it just... man you get schools of sharks and 30 40 cobias off of them you gotta wow. pump down there and shoot them also in the towers in the gulf you know yeah. any structure in the gulf you'll typically have those sharks swimming around there's schools of cobia swimming around but yeah it's definitely a crazy experience shooting do the off sharks, sharks ever react when you shoot one of the cobia off them uh, it's a, it's a give or it's a hit or miss with them you know sometimes yeah. you shoot and they just flinch off sometimes you shoot and they come right at you but it's really? just it's a hit or miss with them but they live in such a symbiotic way yeah they, it's they don't crazy mess with each they other, don't right? mess with each other no one understands that yeah <laughs> but it's just the way that they are yeah man 
Well, speaking of scary creatures to swim with, what about those killer whales, dude? Oh, yeah. that must be a nice experience to see them. <laughs> it's probably an experience to see them, bro. Dude, I would crap my pants. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I think that'd be my last day on the water. <laughs> yeah, dude. Where have they been seen? Of Key Largo, right? Key Largo, if I'm not mistaken. I think they saw them here in Miami now, too. Have but... they been messing with the divers? I haven't heard. Not that I've heard of. I think they're out too deep for the to, for the divers to see them, but yeah. shit, we have enough with sharks, man. <laughs> yeah, man. We <laughs> no don't need killer, killer whales, now. <laughs> yeah, man. That's crazy, dude. But... Yeah. All right, man. Well, dude, it was a pleasure having you here. It was a great opportunity, you know, you inviting us over. More than glad to be here. And For sure. We see you crushing it, and we're proud of that. I appreciate it, man. I mean, I got to rock. I gotta start rocking deep apnea now Without only. a doubt. Without <laughs> a doubt. We appreciate that. I we'll get it, you man. set up. For sure, dude. For sure. Well, guys, you guys got to go check out Jonathan and Deep Apnea. They're down local in Miami. All their stuff comes from the United States. All the components in it. They're the best out there, guys. Check them out. Thanks for joining us on CCO's The Science of Fishing. We hope that this episode was helpful and you learned something for the next time you're wedding a line. Before we cast off, a special thanks to our sponsors, Sea Mule and Black Reef Co. Stay hooked by following us on social media at Science of Fishing and hitting the subscribe button. And if you know someone who'd enjoy this, don't hesitate to share. Until we meet again, catch them up.